Podcasters, uh, welcome to the podcast. All of today's show is about to get played. Yeah, really yeah. interesting show. If you've heard about Cassie, the Aussie who's over in Colombia on drug charges at the moment, we spoke to someone who has inside information, not because they were in trouble with the law, but rather mm. they wrote a book and lived in jail over there. Yeah, that segment is brought to you by Dyson. That's coming up very soon. I That's get it. not true, though. No. 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 Not true, no. Uh, we also had the super nanny on. <laughs> Took some calls from the people of Brisbane and just doled out the advice. Magnificent. Mm. And Abby and you are you're her, you and her are best friends. Mm-hmm. Stand by, it's coming up. It's Stav, Abby and Matt with Osher. Hit 105. Now, I just want to quickly throw this out there. On 131060, if you are a, a woman who works in retail, like clothing retail, mm-hmm. give us a quick buzz. Men's women, uh, men's shops, clothes shops, doesn't matter? Clothes shops in particular. Okay, okay. Um, Because as you know, yeah. this sister loves to shop, like to go and buy, buy new clothes. Referring to himself, yes. yes. You don't mind it. No, I, 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 I quite enjoy shopping. Yeah. Um, See, I must be the opposite. I'm the person that will research everything before and then I'll just go straight in, get it and go. You I don't like browsing. Both. Um, you and yeah. me both. I could get in, in and, and out. out. Yeah. yeah, see, I don't mind. I like to try it on, see oh, how it no. looks on me. It's my idea of health. No, I like to buy at places <laughs> yeah. that do returns. So I buy all of it and they go, oh, this is a big shop. And then I go and take it all. Nah, I've got to try it on. At home? Know? Yeah. Nah, no, you try it on there. Trust I've, me, Osh, nah. once you start doing it, it'll change your life. Yeah. You know, your every t shirt you put on, you go, hot. Yeah, because the mirrors are skinny mirrors, so Doesn't I always look great there. Um, so yeah, thirteen ten sixty. If you live in retail, if you work in retail, because I've noticed, and I, I, this is like a public service announcement to uh, shops, there is a clear exchange that goes on between us, right? If I come in and you say, you know, little cute thing, why well, you work in retail? So you go, hey, how are you going? What are you looking Perfect. for today? Let's is there play anything? This out. In be- okay, cool. Start. I'm hey, looking. I like your top, by the way. Um, so what are you looking for today? You just browsing? Just browsing. Particular? Thank you, and then I walk away. Do you know what? We actually do have a sale if you want. I'm just letting you know. It doesn't matter, but I'm just going to let you know that we are having a sale for two for one for those tops over there. So if you want me to get any more sizes, no, no, for no, you, no, just okay. let me know. Okay. okay, thank you. And then you know what happens then. They come back over. They chase you around the shop. No, they just like want to talk you about just rob the day. joint and they're the cops. They follow you around. Like, do you want to try this on? You, if you even touch, if you brush a piece of fabric, would you like us to want me to get your size for you? No. Do you know why? Leave me alone. I know what you're doing. You're flirting with no, me. No, it's uh, stressful now. Don't flirt <laughs> me into a sale. I if, know you don't think I'm cute. But you tell me that everyone thinks you're cute. So now you've just flipped it. I never said that. You always go, everyone's trying to pick me up. But here. <laughs> exactly. Never, you're even I seeing it, Maddie. You're seeing it as flirting. She's seeing it as I'm getting commission. I'll yeah, do what, I, what it takes to get a I sale. I used to work in retail and mm-hmm. God, I loved it. It was just good opportunity to chat and not be forceful. And then they started to bring in incentives, then mm-hmm. it was commission, then if you weren't making your target or commission was taken away, it was just a target. If you weren't making that, mm. you used to be in so much trouble. But stressed. be honest, right? You do flirt with the guys thinking it's going to get a sale. I would treat the girls and guys exactly no, the same, meaning I flirt with everyone. Tr- that is n- <laughs> <laughs> exactly right. It happens all the time. I'm not that stupid that I think... That you're being friendly to me because you think I'm a good guy. All right, can I ask you this you're question? You're chasing, you, you are like a stripper. You're trying to just get money out of me. Hang on, can that's a bit of a leap there. One more question. Have you ever purchased anything because the sales assistant was hot? No. And to the fact of if you go too over the top as a sales assistant, I will not buy it because you're being annoying. I will leave because you're being annoying. I would rather you just left me be and let me find my purchase on my own. You are an enigma, Maddie Acton. <laughs> you really are. You're a, you're a loner. Most people just will walk yeah, in there and they'll just be dazed by the bright lights and the low-cut nah. tops and they'll walk out of there spending 120 bucks. I only you know went what for happens? a T-shirt. His <laughs> wife is sitting on the guy's chair just going, come oh, on. <laughs> go. On the husband chair. <laughs> <laughs> come on, hon. You've tried on that in every color. Let's just go. Yes. No, you don't look fat in that. You know what I've started doing? What? 
this is, and this is how you make, and I know there's plenty of guys there who agree with me. This is how you make the girl stop trying to flirt a sale out of you. Uh-huh. You take a three-year-old with you. <laughs> <laughs> now, when I shop, I take Xander. Now, two things happen. They go, ah, yeah. oh, he's married. That's not going to work on him, whatever. Uh-huh. Or what you do is you just push the child towards the sales assistant. You want your sale? Can you just watch him while I go in there and try this on? And it stops. Yeah, I go the opposite. I'll take Rory and go... I'm looking for something for a funeral. <laughs> <laughs> where's your um, where's your black section? <laughs> Mummy's not here uh, right now. Yeah. Stop it. Stab um, Abby <laughs> with Osha. It's Stab Abby and Matt with Osha. Hit 105. Hey, Miss and Andy. Uh, yeah, it all happens this afternoon. Uh, I think it's going to be, it's let's say world first, uh-huh. universal first. Sure. Yeah. Hamish and Andy crowd surfing for an entire show. Uh, the man who may have a broken back at the end of it, Hamish Blake, is on. Good morning. Top of the morning to you guys. I've just come straight out of preparation, which is laying out a hundred mannequin hands and rolling over them enthusiastically. <laughs> so I, I'm, I'm set up. I was really concerned about, I guess, you want everyone to be handsy. It's exactly what you want. But when you're crowd surfing, it's a bit of an issue with, well, groping. Groping, yeah. But you guys are going to be wearing wetsuits, right? We are wearing wetsuits. I think we've got, I'm not sure the thickness, but let's say three to five millimetres of wetsuit material between us and um, just getting vigorously groped. I mean, that's what your last year of radio is all about. We couldn't call it grope (laughs) first. Yeah. Rebranded as something else. Yeah. Are you going uh, to go? Are you going to go the box in case you tend to go tummy first? I think we might. We might have a box. We might have a bum bag. There's talk of just you know having a small bag on us to kind of you know phone and emergency valuables. Like even just a prima, I wouldn't mind. I mean, we're going to be out there for two hours. So have something. What, what about juice box? Uh, Luke McGregor because he seems like he'd be quite socially. He seems like he'd have a big social bubble. You know, yeah. and he's going to be yep. right in amongst it. Is he going to be all right? Yeah, yeah. I wonder how he goes with personal space. I mean, he he, he said he's up for it. Yeah. Um, but he's getting to live out every comedian's fantasy. I mean, musos, like, when you're playing a gig, like, you know, you probably, if you're in, a, like, a rock band or whatever, like, some point in your career, you're going to crowd surf. Yeah. But with a comedian... Not so much. Like you can have really good jokes, but very rarely is the vibe there from the crowd that's saying, hey, jump on us and yeah. we'll carry you for a bit and then get back up and keep doing what you're doing. So this is like a, a white whale for a comedian to get a crowd surf. Hamish, can I ask, because it's your, you and Andy, it's your last year on radio and they keep saying it's your year of fun. Are you sure it's not just the year where you're trying to get paid as much as you can to do the most ridiculous stuff possible? Like, is, is yeah. are, are you guys thinking, we're just going to take Isn't the Isn't that exactly this what year? it is? <laughs> yeah, I, think, I think you might hear the nail on I think it might just be the year of not thinking things through properly. <laughs> <laughs> Gee, that sounds fun. Let's do it. Yeah. When I first heard about this stunt, Hamish, uh, as you obviously know, we all work for the same radio company. There was a very frightening company-wide memo talking about risk assessments. I'd love to know how you put the risk assessment for this stunt forward yes look if anyone from head office asks um andy and i uh are at the library um <laughs> and we'll be we'll be in the reference section all afternoon <laughs> uh, i also wanted to uh ask you too hamish abby because you've got a, a little one and, you've and got another a, one on the way yeah, another one on the way abby has organized something that uh you or your wife may want to get involved with Oh my god! Yeah, I mean, it's it's pretty good. It's pretty sexy. Um, so I'm going to say it a little bit quietly. But I've organised a nap club for adults. Yeah, yes. for adults. So I'm, you just come. How's this? How's this? You have dinner probably around about five thirty, whatever time they open. You just have dinner and then you go back to a hotel room, which is just luxury, and you just sleep. Oh my god! This is. Mm. So that's, that's all we want. Mm-hmm. All we want. <laughs> it is literally, it's literally all we want. <laughs> it is, um, isn't it? It's quite. Yeah. With most clubs, like you buy, like, I don't know, like a ten pass membership or whatever. I'd use all ten in one day. Like, yeah. I'd just, can you like? Can you back to back them? <laughs> you want to hibernate? I'm going to have to cut you off and go, hun. You're going to have to go home now. You're going to go, no. Why is Hamish storing nuts? How long is he going to be out for? <laughs> I've still got my, I've still got six cents left. <laughs> that is all it literally is, you know. On radio stations, we give away thousands of dollars in cash and yep. holidays. We are just giving away a night's sleep, a good yep. night's sleep. Just a nap. It is for people on the side of 
kids that ever have they haven't had them, they'll be yeah. like, this is the worst prize of all time. Yeah, I know. People on the other side of the fence will be like, all oh, my dreams come true. Yeah. This is... That it, it just, it, it's the greatest gift. Well, you just it think, yeah. think about that way you're crowd surfing for two hours. If things get too tough, you just know that you can come, okay? Thank you so much. Yeah. I could have really used that at three o'clock this morning when somebody woke me up and I went into their bedroom and they said the tissue, a tissue was scaring them. <laughs> <laughs> come on. We need to have a rethink about our policy of what warrants the wake up. <laughs> do you, are you the dad who uh, talks through their teeth? Do you do that? The tissue is not scaring you. I said, no, I'm not just... I think I was in, in disbelief. At 3 a.m., I was like, oh, mate. This is why you can't be in charge of nuclear weapons, because that is a low-level threat, <laughs> and we did not need to wake up. <laughs> maybe, it was, maybe it was on a mouse. It would look like a tiny little ghost. I guess so. I guess it was just, just, just looking at him sideways. <laughs> I was able to take the tissue out and pop it under the pillow just to show that it's his fault. I don't know why you guys are laughing. You were both terrified. All three of you were terrified of a tissue this week when Abby put one in her yeah, mouth. Yeah, put one in but... my mouth. Can we... You just ex- oh, that can be scary. Sorry yeah. about that. Yeah. It can certainly be scary. It was two ply. Yeah. <laughs> you just don't explain everything. No. <laughs> don't need to. Hey, uh, well, we'll check it out. Uh, it'll be this afternoon from four. Check out Hamish and Andy uh, as they crowd surf about 900 listeners for the chance to win five grand. Uh, Hamish Black, nice to talk to you, bud. Hey, thanks, guys. Have a good morning. Wake up with Stab, Abby and Matt with Osha. Hit 105. Hey, Alpha Bucks tomorrow, who wants to win $10,000? I do, but we're not allowed to play. Nah, still. Stuart from Red Hills on the phone. (laughs) 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 So your letter for tomorrow is I for Igloo or Ice or... India? India. Indigo. Use that tomorrow, win 10 grand. See you then. Love you, Brisbane. It's Stav, Abby and Matt with Osha. Hit 105. Dear Abby Sometimes in life, gets real And that's when you need Abby to help I'm trying to help you We do want honesty This is a safe space, guys Don't get scared you I'm, I'm, like girls are scary I'm Come ready on. You've got a letter from a listener though? Yeah, and I Can I know, just be honest with you right now? Yeah, of course I'm I'm scared of women Women scare me Why? Just needed to say it Why? I don't, because You don't like dealing with emotion I don't understand and... them I just, I just, uh, they frighten me. I, I would rather cuddle yeah. a crocodile. Wow. You've got three children yeah. with the one woman you've been with since you were eighteen, Maddie. Yep. So when you say women scare me, you really mean this one particular woman no, scares me. No, all of them. Just no, be right. honest, open. Why don't we try to help a listener? Yeah. <laughs> well, it seems to all come back to Maddie at the moment. All right, thirteen ten sixty. If you wanna, if you wanna. <laughs> just saying, saying, guys, be warned. Share this. Honesty. All right, so someone has written. Here we go. <clears throat> Dear Abby, I just ended a long-term relationship and I thought I would try Tinder as it's a done thing now. I met a lovely guy and went on a few dates and it was also his f- first Tinder date. He said he didn't want to rush into things the first few nights we were together and said all the right things about wanting kids in a serious relationship, not just being in this for one thing. Basically, I was excited to be with a nice guy. Thinking this would be more than a one-night stand, I felt good about staying at his house. In the morning when I was leaving, he said he would call me later in the afternoon to uh, organise a catch-up the next day. But no call, no text, nothing. It's been a week and basically I feel like I was royally tricked. My question is, what's with all the promises and talk of not being like other guys who are just after one thing when it's exactly how you act? Do guys believe it when they were saying it at the time, or is it just the end goal of getting you into bed? Guys, be honest. I'll be honest. 13, 10, 60. I don't know. Who's this guy? No, but I'm... Nice to meet you. Sex was probably bad. Do you reckon that's what it was? Probably. He was, he was all happy, all good, had sex, sex was bad. You know what? No. And you can't say that to someone. You can't say it was all going well until we got in the sack and you were a little bit iffy, and I don't want to do that again. So, see ya. See, I'll I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna. No, no, no. See, when I was dating, I will be honest and say that I never stayed at a guy's house. I used to always play. leave. Yeah, because mm. all of a sudden they would start thinking it was them. Mm. So then they would always call the next yeah. day. Mm. Yeah. But uh. I just, I, I just didn't like snoring. Or yeah, no, fair enough. Mm. Um, okay, so she, it was a two-parter. I'm going to agree with Stav, uh-huh. but I'm going to say the guy is a complete wuss for not saying so. Uh-huh. The guy's a complete wuss for not saying, listen, 
you're great and everything, but the physical connection's just not there. Um, and two, yeah, sometimes guys really will say absolutely anything until they... Uh, yeah. I think I, it makes it worse when a guy says they're a nice guy. And nah, then if a guy like, tells you he's a nice guy, they're he's not, not a nice, nice guy, guy, aren't they? That's That's true. True. But what about, on That's the other true, hand, Osh. if we were doing this same story yeah. and a guy was saying a girl did it, yeah. we would all be going, what's well, girl's prerogative? She wants to do no, that? No, not at all. I do the same because yeah. I think I've done that to guys they're, before. I think it's, it's you're two strangers still. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Although, yes, you, you have had sex and that there's no bigger bond than that, really. But you were 12 hours earlier, you were strangers, so... He may not. Nece- he doesn't actually owe her anything. You know. No. You know that on a one night stand, there's a yeah. chance. But you know when a guy, if you've is. been dating a guy and he's like, honestly, I don't want just one thing. Like this is, yeah. I'm, I want this for long term. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. it's not just a one night thing. And then you do sleep with each other, and then it's nothing. Mm. Yeah. yeah. So it makes it seem like all the things you said weren't true. So were they, and in her they, head, she's pre-committed in her head because he's talking about yeah. kids. So she started to plan the future and everything yeah. already. You always um, do that. When you go on one date, you always imagine your future together. You have it, yeah, to work out if they're right or not. You don't just go... But in, in my experiences <laughs> from watching um, other friends I've had that are now single, because I've never used Tinder, you don't need those sort of lies anymore because Tinder is what it is if that's yeah, what yeah. you want to use it for. I actually yeah. got called out on Tinder a few times when I was trying to have conversations with girls on a date, and they go like, listen, I'm not here for a relationship. <gasps> really? Oh, okay, sorry. I will... Uh, Stop cooking dinner right now. Uh, well, thirteen ten sixty <laughs> guys. If you want to be honest, and girls can weigh in it as well. Seems like Tinder should be divided into two. Was this the first? Like the yeah. have fun, yeah. and then the potentially serious. Yeah, is that yeah. was it the first? So this is their first date. Not first no, date. No, they've been on multiple yeah. dates. Yeah, okay. yeah. we got Mel and Ipswich. <laughs> what do you think, Mel? Hi guys. Hey. Um, I think that. Um, Sav and Osha aren't necessarily right if the first up of she was bad in bed. Yeah. Um, only because I've been in a situation myself where I met this guy, which I actually had worked with, so I didn't meet him through Tinder or anything like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But um, I had started to see him, and he had told me that he wants marriage and kids and all that. Uh-huh. And then when I didn't sleep with him, he came back saying that something was wrong mm. and that um, it wasn't going to work out and all that. Right. So then it was because I actually didn't sleep with him that um, he wasn't happy. Yeah. How so long into was, seeing him was that, though? Um, it was about... Um, we had had a few dates, so it was about um, three weeks that we had been dating and everything, yeah. and I... I was happy to sleep with him that night, but I didn't just for myself because I was a bit unsure. And then, good. yeah. Good boundaries, Mel. <laughs> no, good boundaries. You got yeah. the, you, you figured that something wasn't right. Do you That's feel good. like there is a, a power change after oh, yeah. for you guys? Um, that, uh, yeah, you, there is. Yeah. Do you not know, like, for you guys here as well, do yeah. you feel like it's, I guess, the girl has a power until you do and then you feel... Well, the girl always has the power. The guy's always up for it. It's always just waiting for them to be keen. The, the, power, the power's always in the girls' hands. Like that the, the the girls have sex when they want to and guys have sex when they can. Yeah, yeah. there's a lot of dating. Yeah, there's a lot of dating. Um, Put that on specialist. a T-shirt. I think you've nailed that. <laughs> yeah. Mate, it's on, it's on my new like line to... of coffee cups. Because <laughs> uh... we all like to say that everything is, you know, equal, and I do agree, but at some point, nah. men and women are made different. Yeah. Yeah. So often it can feel like there's a little bit of a power play and you've given yourself over and then... Well, that's, that's also, though, if you're emotionally invested in yeah, that. Yeah, yes. That, and, and, like, the power can only ever be taken away from you if you let it, Abby. Yes. You, true, true, true. You know, Chris is on with us. What do you reckon, Chris? Hey, how you guys going? Good, good Chris. Good. What Chris. do you think? Uh, look, uh, I thought I'd give a call because I've had uh, the exact same experience but on the opposite sort of gender. So um, I had my last... Uh, serious, I guess, relationship was about four years ago. Yeah. And um, ever since then, you know, I've, I've tried a few different dates um, and it's just been, uh, you know, as soon as you don't want to sleep with them, which is normally on the first date, uh, they you just don't really hear much again from from them. Right. <clears throat> so, so they get offended when uh, you won't sleep with them? Yeah, exactly, yeah. Yeah, right, mm. okay. Hmm. Is it through Tinder that you're going on these dates then? Sorry? Is it through Tinder? No, no, it's just completely random. Just so I've, I've yeah. gone on one, one from Tinder. I've met uh, one 
I think just randomly online over the years, and then yeah. a lot of them have them coffee shops. Uh, so yeah, yeah, right. Fair enough. Maybe some good, good on you for good on you for finding dates. They'll like in a human way, we just walk up and say, Hi, I'm interested, rather than swipe right, let's go. It's like you've got to wear the flower on either side, do you know what I mean? Like a traffic light sort yeah. of date where you say, Look, look do you know, I'm only after this for one thing, let's have dinner and pretend that we're not, but we are. And then the other people's like, No, this could be serious. John and Ipswich, what do you reckon about this? Uh, are guys scumbags, so they just say stuff to get in, into girls' pants? Oh, well, some of them do, of course, but um, it's probably best to be honest. <clears throat> but on the flip side of things, when guys are honest, Girls will still think that their intentions were still to get them in bed. So it's, I think it's a lose-lose, really. Mm. Uh, I think you can be honest and say, oh, my intentions are to go out, submit to eat, go back to yours, and then do the deed. Yeah. Or, or you can say, I'm a really nice guy. That's not going to happen. And then the second day in, you do it, and you don't text it back anyway. Because ah. uh, you know the trouble you're going to get. Yeah. 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 The thing is, though, too, if you're on dates with people, you are giving an outline of where you want to be and what you want to do. So you might be saying it. It doesn't necessarily mean it with this person, but, yeah, yeah I want to settle down sometime. Yeah, I want to have kids. It doesn't Maybe they hear it as with me, with me, with me, but it's uh, just... <laughs> just that's it's what just I'm that's after. what I want to do. And, yeah. Yeah. Sarah in Forest Lake, uh, what do you think? Um, yes, definitely. Like, I've been single for over 10 years and, and been trying to date, and everyone I've met, they just... They don't want relationships. They'll just say whatever they can to... Get you into bed and wow. and then they're gone. Wow. So, yeah. do you would you Very frustrating? Pre- would you prefer though when you go on a date with someone they just said to you outright, go look, I'm actually just looking for a, a, a bit of fun here. Yeah, definitely. And I ask them now, like I've seen the signs, so I kind of know what to expect. So I ask yeah. the questions, but still, nothing guarantees anything. They can say anything, and I suppose you just have to give it time to really get to know them and. I mean, if you want them to stick around, then I would recommend definitely not doing anything too quickly because usually once that happens, they, they usually go. Yeah, All right. right. There you go. Eight years in, you go, we've had a great relationship. Nothing's ever happened. But <laughs> <laughs> it's Steph, Abby and Matt with Osher. Hit 105. Sandra Sainsbury, the Australian being held in a Colombian prison on serious drug charges. 5.8 kilograms of cocaine, that's a street value of around $1.7 million worth. If convicted, Cassandra Sainsbury faces more than 20 years in jail. Yeah, the news is everywhere. Uh, Cassandra Sainsbury uh, busted smuggling drugs or being tricked into smuggling drugs in Colombia, tipped off by the US, uh, heading to London. So many questions around this uh, young girl's story. Yeah, and there's a guy that has spoken about it, uh, Rusty Young. He is the author of a book, Marching Powder, and does have a new book coming out called Colombiano. Morning, Rusty. Good morning, Stav, Avi, Matt and Osha. How are you? Yep. <laughs> it's, very, it's a very long name, we know. Hey, um, yeah. you, you lived <laughs> in <laughs> Colombia for how long? Eight years I lived there. How did you know about all this? Is this something that you've researched to come out with a book to know all about the drug trade over in Colombia? Yeah, so my book, Marching Powder, was based on four years, uh, sorry, four months of living voluntarily inside a South American prison in Bolivia in the capital, uh, La Paz. And yeah, I I wrote a book about an English drug smuggler. So he told me all the ins and the outs of uh, drug smuggling, how to do it, how not to get caught, although he obviously ended up getting caught himself and spending five years in prison. Wow. So when you first saw this, when you first saw this story, I mean, like a lot of people, I probably uh, all I know about Colombia, I've learned from the TV series Narcos. So right. you know, when you first saw this story, did it ring true? Did did you think, oh yeah, this looks like this isn't what she says, or it is what she says? Well, look, it's completely inconsistent with the way that um, drug trafficking rings work. Um, there's no way that um, a drug trafficking ring would place um, a million dollars worth of cocaine in someone's uh, uh, luggage unbeknownst to them because then they wouldn't have any way of retrieving it on the other end, whether that her final destination was Hong Kong, London or Australia. Drug traffickers need to be able to retrieve the drugs. So they certainly tend to use young, attractive women as mules. They're less suspicious in airports. That part rings true. But the, the, um, the likelihood of her not knowing um, didn't seem didn't seem very high to me. I, would, I think it's completely inconsistent with the way people buy headphones. Yeah, <laughs> that is true. How would they recruit someone? I'm not saying with her. With but do you know what I mean? Like someone in someone in Adelaide, South Australia. She does come from a small town. I don't know what her travel history is like. But how would them? You know, knowing them over there, how do they recruit someone from overseas? 
again, this, look, the, the, the methodology they're using in this case of, of having such a large quantity of, of cocaine going through a major airport with very sophisticated detection um, equipment, they've got x-rays, high-res scanners, a lot of uh, hardware donated by the US government as part of its war on drugs. So um, Colombian traffickers would not be doing this themselves. So this, to me, has all the all the hallmarks of a, a, a very amateurish um, drug tra- trafficking ring that's not from Colombia. Right. I am um, I'm a big conspiracy theorist when I read right. stories. <laughs> I thought, and look, I, I mean, we obviously don't know if this girl is guilty or not. No. Um, we're only going off of things that we've read. But is there a chance that if if this was planted, that maybe this was a distraction from a bigger shipment that may have been yeah. going through as well? So, so drug traffickers, uh, you know, when, they're, uh, when they have a number of drug mules, they'll sometimes give away one person to let um, a, a number of other ones through. Yeah. That's, I, I don't believe that's the case in this particular, this particular instance. And when they do that, they don't tend to just give away six kilograms. Six kilograms is, is a lot of cocaine oh, yeah. to try and, uh, yeah. you know, typically your weight limit is 23 kilograms. So that's a fairly significant um, amount of drugs to be put in. And when you put that through the scanner, um, you know, the scanners are designed to show up um, to, sh- to to light up when the, the density, exact density of compressed cocaine is found inside wow. any kind of suitcase. So it's completely naive to think that you can beat the scanners. Um, in this case, the Colombian police are reporting that, well, their initial report was that they found it owing to a, a baggage scan, and now they're saying that they had a tip-off right. um, from the DEA in advance. So. Mm. She's definitely been shopped in by someone. It's just a question of of who and what the circumstances were. There's people who are listening that have travelled to parts of the world where you can get out of a speeding ticket by flashing 50 bucks. Is there any of that ring true at all in Colombia? Like, is there... No. Look, Colombia, there is obviously cor- corruption in every country. There's a big assumption in Australia and Western countries that Colombia is extremely corrupt. It's not. In a recent survey of 168 countries, Colombia ranked 83rd. So this is definitely not a case of police planting drugs on a foreign tourist. One of Colombia's main industries now is tourism. Colombians are very friendly. It's a beautiful country. They're really welcoming of tourists and they don't want this kind of negative publicity. They're not doing this to set uh, foreigners up at all. What would her conditions be like in jail? You said that you spent time there for four months. The prison she's being held in is called El Buen Pastor, which means the Good Shepherd. It's a women's only prison um, in the centre of Bogota, about 10 minutes from the city centre. Um, it, the main thing that she'd be dealing with, obviously, is the, you know, the initial shock of being yeah. um, arrested and sent to prison, uh, loneliness, you know, being away from her family and friends, and eventually she'll, the reality will set in and she'll probably face, you know, depression. Um, but the conditions inside the prison are extremely overcrowded. The, the capacity for of El Buen Pastor prison was initially designed for 1,200 inmates, and I believe there are around 2,000 in there oh, at the moment. So there's, uh, there aren't enough beds. In other words, the Australian government has you know, lent limited assistance, including delivering her a mattress and some blankets. So, you know, often Australians assume that just because they're from the first world that they can, they can get away with anything, mm. put their hand up and the government will come to their rescue. But that's not the case here yeah. at all. Is she going to have to be careful? Because they're saying if she pleads guilty, they'll hopefully get a lesser sentence. If she tells them about the guy who supplied it to her, if, if that is the case, she'll get a lower sentence. But... I automatically think too, is there a chance that if she does roll on anybody, her safety will be at risk? As I said before, this is definitely not a uh, an operation conducted by drug cartels. Drug cartels move tons of cocaine. They use uh, commercial airlines. They use right. commercial shipping containers. Right. So cartel cartels do not run small uh, tour, mm. t- tourists as drug mules. Though so I don't think she's in any danger. Mm. Yeah, right. Wow, it's very fascinating. Well, um, uh, Rusty Young, thanks for filling us in this morning. Um, you are not a drug mule yourself. You are a writer of a book. If people are wondering why you know so much. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Thank you for clearing that up. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Colombiano is uh, your latest book. If people want to read up on that, uh, we really appreciate you coming on and chatting this morning. Wake up with Stab, Abby and Matt with Osha. Hit 105. These are a fairly new invention around Brisbane, I think, uh, and I love them. I don't know if you've got anything around your neck of the woods, guys, but the uh, electronic smiley face speed signs. Mm-hmm. Oh, They're yeah. amazing.
Do I get, I, there's a couple that they show you the sign. They like show you the speed that you're going and then do the smiley faces. Yeah. And there's some that just do the smiley faces. Well, when the, I'm fighting with my wife uh, and uh, I go for a drive around the block, I go and look for them just so I can get some smiley oh. faces. Oh. <laughs> I, I do wow. try to set them off, but because I'm on a bicycle, I really can't. I, oh. can't <laughs> I, don't, I don't quite have the radar signature set to set them off. So I try and oh. you know shadow a car to try I and was get reading that smiley the, face. the psychology of them. That everyone works better with positive reinforcement rather than negative. So that's, that's why right, Abby. Good that's so good them. of you that you. Yeah. You oh, I don't remember that. <laughs> well, when you guys do something good, I will. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but you might have seen on Hang the on, news. I'm just turning a mic off. Yeah, okay. <laughs> uh, you might have seen on the news. Uh, interesting stat about them, and it's got them thinking about doing something with them. They're the smiling spectators on our roads. Happy if you're driving safely. Sad if you're not. If the signs were radar traps, they'd have dished out at least $3.1 billion in fines. I think they, like, see that they should slow down. First first of all, she's too young to drive. (laughs) Yeah. Mm. Is it like, it sounds to me, actually, when they're bringing children, it's like when the teacher gives you a stamp for being a good Good boy or girl. If I got a gold star, if I got a gold star every time I went under fifty, I would be covered in gold stars. I would search them out. They should change them to like all emojis. Do you know what I mean? So you drive past it, and if you're doing like too fast, the shit emoji. emoji. Yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? And everyone. If it's it's a nice car, it's the eggplant with the rain. (laughs) Hello. (laughs) You're like, oh, okay. Have a good day. Laughing out loud, you go like, what did I do? What do you have to do to get the peach emoji? (laughs) So you have to have someone controlling it and watching you. You Ooh, peach emoji. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) Nice back end on that. Honda. Uh, but, <laughs> well, I haven't thought it out. Uh, but that's what they're, they're thinking about actually making them. And that's an amazing stat. $3 billion mm. in fines if they were actual speed traps and thinking about putting radars so, in them so I, they would issue fines instead of just smiley faces. Makes me no. suss on them though. Maybe they have been obviously collecting that data. Well, they, they would. So they that know. must be their. That might be the way that they work out where they should be setting up speed traps. Oh, well done, mate. You, well done. Well, Hang on, let me uh, just get my tinfoil hat on. <laughs> Hang on a second. No, but that's exactly right. Wouldn't well, they it? do. They do compile it. It's not just for fun. Yeah, it's not well, just for kicks. It's, it is to oh. slow people down and get research. My apologies that I'm not busy enough not to search that up and work that out. <laughs> oh, cranky face emoji. <laughs> <laughs> Trying to find positive reinforcement. But I, I like. Is that? But is that the solution? Is is finding every Everybody, everywhere, all the time, the solution. I don't, I don't know if it is. Ooh, I roll emoji. It's Steph, Abby and Matt with Osher. Hit 105. Four. Okay, Abby, this is a woman who you have wanted to speak to for Mm -hmm. a very, very long time. We're going to put our feet up because I have a feeling this is (laughs) going to be a 28-minute break and it's just going to be you asking a million questions. I don't need to know because I watch her on a regular basis. In fact, YouTube is just my friend of watching her nonstop. It is a super nanny. Joe Frost, good morning. Good morning. How are you all? Oh, good. good. I do love you. I really do love you. I have to say that you are on my phone, speed dial number one, <laughs> in the threats of I'm going to call the super nanny. <laughs> well, hey, you don't need to speed dial me anymore, Abby. <laughs> oh, I love it. June the 20th. <laughs> yeah. so it sort, of, it sort yeah. of turned to me, though, because I have always said, look, you know, the super nanny and I are best friends, and I'm going to get her out here if this behaviour continues. And I wanted to try and... Her kids are nightmares, essentially, they're nightmares. what you're saying. No, just, yeah. they're terrible. No, no, youngest one, gorgeous. Oldest one, not so much. Uh, but I, <laughs> I always try and Google different issues, and you have them all on YouTube. And I made him watch one, but then he became so obsessed that he's like, I can't sleep unless I watch the super nanny. So now he's turned to... To loving you I as well. Love. Well, I'll take that love in the morning, I can tell you that much. Mm. However, yeah. if you go to jofrostlive.com, I am excited to say that I will be coming to Australia and um, not just helping families with how to bridge the gap with their children when they have temper tantrums and how to understand that, but really just to give so much information to families with respect to solutions, you know, and practical tools and techniques that work uh, with respect to all those challenging topics around meal times and, you know, bedtime, we're all sleep deprived, you know, so just really the whole family and uh, the people who will be coming, 
will be able to ask me personal questions throughout the entire live event. It, would you say, Joe, from watching your show, which I do love, that uh, the majority of the time it's the, the parents making mistakes, not so much the, the kids' fault? Uh, well, certainly the parents, you know, have a lot to learn, that's for sure. But, you know, we all do as parents. Uh, you know, we're learning on the job, per se. And children show up as a mirror in being able to certainly give us a chance to look at ourselves, you know, and what we need to do. But, I mean, if you watch right now, my new show, uh, Joe Frost Nanny on Tour, is on Foxtel right now. Yeah. Yeah. And if you watch that, you'll see that I'm helping, you know, I'm helping teenagers and, and grandparents and the whole, the whole community as well. So, you know, it's great to be able to continue to do that you know you have to help the whole family or the whole community you know keep that whole spirit together so we can all you know all not feel alone you know we don't feel alone uh, Joe, you mentioned that you're uh, you're helping teenagers at the moment. I guess you know if I was going to ask anything of you, I mean we've got a 13 year old girl and she's just starting to go to parties, uh, which I'm you know it's great because at the moment all the boys that go to the parties are half her size. But I think I've got about six more months and we don't quite know what to do. I always say to families, it's who, what and where. got to make ourselves savvy with exactly, you know, who they're going with, where, and, you know, definitely stipulating what time they're home. We, we want to be able to build trust with our teenagers and we know that, you know, they're going to be put in different scenarios at parties and with peer groups and pressure and friends. So it's, it's always number one is communication. But, uh, yeah, it's a whole different ball game. You know, it's a whole different ball game. Yeah, well, we are on with Joe Frost, the Super Nanny. You can see tickets to see a live show if you go to uh, ticketbooth.com.au. Now, um, another debate that uh, quite often comes up with uh, kids is the smacking one, Super Nanny. Um, some parents smack, some parents don't. Yes. What is your professional opinion on the old love tap on the bum? <laughs> Um, I can only give you my professional opinion because, uh, you know, that's what really counts is that, you know, it's not an effective tool, technique, let's say practice. It's not an effective practice to actually keep yourself connected with your child and actually for them to recognise the importance of learning, you know, how to build more character, for them to have a more compass and to know the difference between right and wrong. It's a short fix when parents lose their temper and, you know, they go into auto-parenting because they've been raised that way themselves and then defend it with being, well, it never hurt me. You know, it's not necessary. I think I've clearly shown that for the last 13 years on television with all my different shows, um, but one doesn't need to do so, you know? What about giving them their finger, the finger behind their back? <laughs> You're a big fan of that one. Because I, I find that such a great stress relief with a three-year-old. What, you actually doing it to them? Yeah, yeah they yeah. can't see. He's turned around. Oh, just... he, he caught you in the reflector once. Once. Yeah, that's right. He saw, <laughs> he saw you doing it in the mirror, and then he showed you what he saw you do. <laughs> I think there's, there's, there's certainly a moment where, uh, where parents are biting their wrists, you know. Children can't, but children can be tested, though, you know. Yeah. They can mm. yeah. push your buttons. They... All right. Well, hey, look, um, we are going to get to some people in Brisbane have called up. If they want to see you at your show, it's going to be amazing. Early bird ticket specials, $89, uh, $89, ticketbooth.com.au. Well, we do have people that uh, wanted to ask you some questions. We have Cherie from Red Bank Plains. What's your question for the Super Nanny, Cherie? Um, well, my 11-year-old gives us attitude when we ask to do um, chores and his homework. We've tried taking away his PlayStation and grounding him. He just gets angry and like, takes it out on his brother and yelling. And um, What can we do to get him to do his chores and homework without that sort of attitude? Uh, well, I think first and foremost, I think we have to look at how we're going to encourage the child. And so it, it's the wrong application to start taking stuff away and giving consequences because that application will always create an obstinance between you and your child. So first and foremost, I think it's important to understand that, you know, with regards to your child's homework, to be able to bring him to a place of being able to pace that homework so that he makes that decision of where he's spaces that's conducive for him to continue, that he's had a break before he knuckles down to it, that you fully understand that he's capable of being able to do it, because when the children start to get um, higher in their in their grades of school, then academically it becomes a bit more difficult as well. And that it doesn't become a grudge and drudgery between parent and child because your attitude is like, oh God, we've got to deal with homework now. 
The second one is very, very common too because it's about recognising his contribution with respect to the chores that you expect him to do. And I'm sure as a parent, you're not short in the privileges that you give him every week, every month with respect to pocket money, with respect to outside activities and extra um, curriculum of activities that he does. And so again, it's expecting him to be of a mature state of knowing that this is what we expect from you. You know, and that there are there is no negotiation for that. But parents tend to um, continue to ignore it, pick up after their children, end up going in there and cleaning it. Then they carry on having all their privileges, and so we need to realise that it cuts both ways. So Sad. I would encourage too hard. To have a conversation with him. Super it's too bloody hard. By the way, that why you? Yeah, Maddie obviously <laughs> says, "Don't worry about your chores. I can't be bothered with that. I'll just do it myself. I'll do it. Uh, yeah. I just, I'll pick it up and it'll go in the bin. That's yeah, what I do. That's interesting. <laughs> That's really interesting. What you just said, though, you're like it's too hard. Like what parenting is it's hard, hard raising children. Who told you it was easy? Santa Claus. No one told me it was easy. I know. I know. Uh, one more question here. Simone is on in Karina. Thirteen ten sixty is the number. Super Nanny is chatting to us. What's your question for us, Simone? Hey, Super Nanny. Um, my question for you is how do I deal with a um, super headstrong, determined um, three-year-old? He has got massive selective hearing, and I find it really challenging when he's doing things that he's not meant to be doing and that are dangerous and he deliberately kind of tunes out and doesn't listen to me. The first thing to do is to be able to make sure that what he can be in control of, he can in control of. And what you you can let go of, you let go of. So first and foremost, I'm going to ask you to pick your battle. Like how much of that tight rein is there on your three-year-old? Because he'll start fighting you for more freedom and for more control and more independence because naturally at three years old he wants to do it himself. I can, I can, I can. He wants to be more self-sufficient. So recognise the things that you can let go of so that he's not fighting you on absolutely everything. But the must with respect to safety are a must. And that's when I want you to use FaceTime with him, you know, that you literally are, you know, down to his level. You are speaking to him with a firm um, but subtle voice that allows him to know with eye contact. Because selective hearing is just about him making a choice not to and you not following through. And also parents find themselves that when they're talking to their children after the second time, the child actually turns around and sort of goes to walk off and you're talking to the back of their head. So every conversation you have has to be... Um, certainly in their face first, you know, with eye contact, that they don't use, not using their eyes as a way of being defiant towards you. So look at yourself first with respect to how much leeway do I give my child? And am I very controlling as well? Because I do believe you're probably looking at somebody who has a temperament exactly like yourself as well. So you're actually meeting yourself right now. <laughs> I often, I often say that I, my three-year-old annoys me the most because he is me. Yeah. I mean, that's why he's so frustrating. Uh, look, Super Nanny, uh, great to have you on this morning. You are going to be at the Pullman on June 20 here in Brisbane. If people want to check you out, ticketbooth.com.au. Uh, thanks so much for coming on this morning. Thank you. Thank you. Wake up with Stab, Abby and Matt with Osha. Hit 105. Spoil mum this Mother's Day and enjoy high tea in the award-winning Bacchus Restaurant, South Bank. $69 per person includes a glass of Moet Chandon and a beautiful gift for mum. It's yeah, Abby's Nap Club, never been given away on radio before. Uh, it is just simply that you win a good night's sleep. Uh, if you want to win this thing, go to hit105.com.au, register now. You can't buy it. You absolutely can't buy it. Mm. And sleep is so important. That's why we're going to ask David Cunningham, who's the director. Did I get that right? No. I didn't. Oh, damn it. Yes. I sleep deprived. I was practicing. Cunningham. David Cunningham. Cunningham. David, are you there? I'm here. <laughs> Does that happen a lot? They do. Yes. They no, you see, yeah. you know what he was doing there? He kept saying your name incorrectly three times before um, to stuff me up. But you are yeah. the director of the Melbourne Sleep Centre, and you can check out your website, sleephub.com.au. We have spoken to you bo- uh, before about all the importance of sleep. But what happens if you don't get a good night's sleep? Let's start with that. Well, you have trouble pronouncing people's names. Brilliant. <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> uh, 
And so that's a really nice demonstration. Poor sleep can affect that short-term memory. Someone tells you things, you know what you want to say, you just yep. can't find that word. Mm -hmm. And emotional stability is another thing that often people notice. Just it, people get set off by the smallest thing if we're not sleeping well. So and are you saying, David, that uh, the things that my wife has been complaining about I should just ignore because she's no. tired, we have a six-week-old baby, it's just tiredness? Yeah, how's that working for you? <laughs> I love you, David. Wise man, David. No, he's not saying ignore it, but maybe that is maybe that's maybe I'm a really nice person and I'm really stable, no, but I'm just it. not getting enough sleep. Yeah, maybe. So, so another approach would be saying it's almost understanding that in the sleep deprived state, yeah, people may not be their normal selves and may not be their best selves. So you've got to cut them a bit of slack. And who would you say would be the most sleep deprived? Like, obviously, I'm giving this away um, to, to mothers because it is Mother's Day. That would be one category. What's the other ones? Uh, so shift workers is often an area where people don't think about that so much. But shift workers are usually chronically short on sleep because they're often trying to work at times when they'd be sleeping. And then when they're trying to sleep, other stuff happens. You know, they come to people come to the door, it's noisy yeah. or they've got meetings or appointments. Uh, radio producers and radio announcers are often a bit short on sleep with the yeah. uh, hours you guys have to keep as well. Thanks, you would say that, wouldn't you? <laughs> <laughs> uh, what would you say is the, uh, what's a good amount of sleep for someone to get a night? Yeah, for working adults, the rough uh, average should be around seven hours per night. Okay. And Ooh. think of it as an average across a week. So yeah. I know, in the, you know, we often talk about you must get eight hours and if you don't, there'll be all these consequences. That can actually feed a lot of anxiety about sleep. So aim for about seven, but mm -hmm. see that as being some nights might be a bit longer, some nights might be a bit shorter, and there may be a nap on other days to make up an hour or two here or there. Last night on my Fitbit, I monitored it, and I put it on the most accurate one, and I got five hours. Broken. Can you? Um, yeah, broken. Five hours broken because I got up to the kids twice, and I think I got 18 minutes deep sleep, an hour of REM. Can you just catch up by having one good night's sleep? You can. So even though we talk about this concept of sleep debt, sleep banking, and you think, you know, for each hour lost, I've got to pay back an hour, yeah. the good news is it doesn't work like that. We could have weeks of poor sleep, and I'm sure, Abby, you've experienced that, and we all have as parents, yeah. but then one or two good nights, like your nap club, I love that idea, and can make a, a big headroads or a lot of inroads. But what, what about people like, I don't know, say, for example, if you hosted a show called The Bachelor and you just punched through with double espressos and vitamin B tablets. Yeah, that's not such a good approach either. Yeah. Mm. So embrace the nap. Find a chair, shut the eyes for a few minutes, even a bit of rest can be really restorative. Does drunk sleep count as sleep good normally question. as well? Because, you know, like on a Friday night, you smash the tins and then you just... You no, because I wake up in the middle of the night. Gun. Yeah. No, everything we're unaware of isn't necessarily sleep. Right. So you've got to sort of think of unconsciousness versus sleep. And if you have a big Friday night, you'll get a bits of each. What about, David, when you wake up in the middle of the night, maybe you have got it to the kids or maybe you're stressing about finances or something, what should you do? Should you actually lay there or is it true that you should get up and walk around and then try again for insomniacs? It does come down a bit to mindset. So if you are getting frustrated, the mind's racing, yeah, don't stay in bed. I saw one time when Mike Goldman was hosting a, one of his late night shows. Yeah. He said if you have trouble sleeping... You close your eyes and you look up and say, in your head, speak to me, mind, and I will listen. And that's meant to make you tired because it takes you off what you're thinking about. Did you believe that? I try it every time I can't sleep and it works. I find listening really? to that show was what put me to sleep. <laughs> yeah, maybe, that, maybe that's what it was. My Goldman on the telly. Yeah. Uh, oh, well, so fascinating. It is. Uh, we have the chance, Mums of Brisbane, for you to win a good night's sleep. That is all. Nothing else attached. Nope. Just a night's sleep. Hit105.com.au. Uh, David Cunnington, thank you so yes. much. No worries. Thank right. you. Thanks, uh, the director pleasure. of Melbourne Sleep Disorder Centre. Check out sleephub.com.au. It's Stav, Abby and Matt with Osha. It's Stav, Abby and Matt with Osha. Hit 105. I hope you're having a good May the 4th, Brisbane. Uh, shout out to uh, my buddy Tommy, or as he'll be known after today, Tommy Two Snips, who's chosen today to have his vasectomy. Oh. Good for you, mate. May the fourth be with him. May the fourth be with him, indeed. Uh, but there's some things I'm just not thankful for today, and that's why we have to say thanks but no thanks to a few things, including you, Frankie, my super cute and adorable cavoodle. Our house is probably 40% carpet, 30% tiles, and 30% laminated wood floor. But when you choose to vomit, 
Do you choose to vomit on the majority area of our flooring? No, you don't. In fact, you go from your normal sleeping place under the kitchen table on the wood floor into the living room to vomit on the rug. To be fair, he's trying to get to the toilet. Maybe he just can't, can't hold it in, you know? It's just so forceful. It just happens to be on the way. He's lucky he's cute. Because I really like that rug. It's really tied the room together. Really tied the room tied together. The room. Flip it thanks, over. Thanks, but no thanks. Just flip it over. Who was watching Selling Houses Australia? Tied the room together. So, we just got a call from a friend of ours whose son is in the same class as my son at school. He was helping our son unpack his bag. Just gave a call to say we forgot his lunchbox. Uh. And now we're those parents. Yeah. They keep getting calls about just wondering if they're going on the excursion because we didn't hear back from you. It's a lot of things you're going to get back is to. Is Finney bringing the notes home, though? No. Well, that's Finney's fault. No, it's my uh, fault. No. I picked them up in the pigeonhole that you got to sign for. Just wondering if you're going to come and get him. He's, uh... <laughs> no, no. I'm Still here? very good at that. He started a fire. We're not oh. sure why. <laughs> I want to be a better parent. Thanks. But no thanks. Mine's a very petty one today. Okay. Oh. Uh, something different. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> hey, people who use McDonald's in food courts. It gets real busy on Saturday. All I need is a three-nugget Happy Meal, a couple of cheeseburgers and a Big Mac meal. Everyone knows, once you've ordered, step to the left. Uh (laughs) Step to the left. Create a new line. People on right seats, ordering. People on left seats, waiting. I'm pretty sure Red Cross do package drops in disaster areas that are more (laughs) organised than you. And it's not the fault of the employees, it's the people who can't use the line. Right C's for buying, left C's for waiting. Thanks. <laughs> but no thanks. <laughs> hey. <laughs> Singlet I bought from the thrift shop across the road. You were only two bucks. So I thought, it looks like it fits. Doesn't matter if it doesn't, it was only two dollars. Mm. Walked back home to try it on. And. Oh, if you want. Oh, did it. Oh, here we go. How long? Yeah. He's taking his shirt off. <laughs> oh, oh, boy. It, it didn't fit at all. How's your muscle tea, bro? At all. My muscle tea. Hey, bro. Did you want it to show your nipples or not? <laughs> no, I did not. Uh, but, but. Sweet gains, mate. Hey, what? Sweet gains, bro. I know, I right? Don't any, I don't know why that was $2. Neither do I. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm, we have to get a picture of this. That is so good. Oh, you man. sell that a little too, growl. Yeah, that's really good on you, Steph. Thank you. I uh, thought it was like Tyler Durden from Fight Club. Check yeah, out. Yeah. Check oh, out. you've already broken the first rule, mate. Oh, yeah, right. Check out the picture uh, on Instagram because then this song will make sense to you. Tag uh, me, Matty. Tag <laughs> me. Wake up with Stab, Abby and Matt with Osha. Hit 105.